Hey, everybody. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast, a podcast focused on normalizing everyday challenges such as mental health, addiction, grief, divorce, loss, and many more. I hope this episode inspires you to be your best self and to live your dream life one day at a time. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. My name is Madison and today we are talking about my journey with faith. And I love sharing about my journey with faith because it has been very unconventional. I have not always had faith. I have not always had a relationship with God. And now that I do, I'm just so passionate about sharing how amazing that is. But it was a long road to get here. So today we're just going to go through my journey of faith, what I've learned along the way, and a few of the hiccups I've hit along the way. So I personally grew up in church and I did not embrace it. I wanted to party. I wanted to quote unquote be cool. I did not want to be spending my time in church. And so once I got older, I stopped going and started drinking. And I would say probably from like 18 to my late 20s, I had faith, but only by hangover prayers. And by that, I mean, a hangover prayer is what I refer to as you get yourself into a situation and you're like, Hey God, if you get me out of this, I'll never do this again. Or if you get me out of this situation, I'll start reading my Bible every day. Like you make, you try to like barter with God in some prayer to get him, to get him, to get you out of a situation that you got yourself into. That's what I refer to as a hangover prayer. And I don't know if you guys have ever prayed a hangover prayer, but they generally don't come to fruition because you're basically trying to barter with God. You're not trying to have a relationship with him. You're just trying to get him to do things for you or trying to get him to get you out of a situation that maybe if you had him in your life, you wouldn't have been in to begin with. And so whenever my dad died, I gave up on God completely and I swore I would never go back into a church again. And I, at this time in my life, could not discern that God could be good even when life was not. And whenever my dad passed away, he was on a ventilator for about a month and it was just a very anxious, stress-induced time. And I really thought there's no way that God's going to put us through all of this just for him to die. And then when he did, I blamed God because I was like, you know, God, you're the only one that could have saved him and you didn't. So clearly that means you're either not real or you don't care about me. Either way, I'm not interested. And so for probably the next two years, I spiraled really bad. I got bad into drinking and drugs. I got divorced. I lost a ton of friends. I was just in a really, really bad place. And then I slowly started to give faith a try again, actually through Joyce Meyer. And I told this story on the podcast before, but I was really at a place when I had, where I had no faith and I was really angry at God if there was one whenever I stumbled upon Joyce Meyer. And so whenever I stumbled upon her, I heard, you know, her amazing testimony of faith and, you know, what she's been through in life. And it really clicked for me whenever I heard just her testimony that God will get you through things and God will use your story to help others, but it doesn't mean that God's going to make your life perfect. And it was the first time that I'd ever started to embrace the concept that there could be a God, he could be good, and your life could not be perfect all at the same time. 
So over the next probably year or so, I started to try to, you know, get my life right, get right with God. But at the end of the day, I really couldn't do that because I was really bad in addiction. And so at this point, you know, God's starting to reveal to me like, Hey, you know, you have a dependency on alcohol and drugs. And so one of these times that I'm kind of wrestling with like, is God real? Is he not? Is he going to help me in life is, you know, all, all these things that, you know, we kind of wonder all these narratives we make up. I was on the way one day to buy Adderall and Xanax. And at the time I was addicted to both and I was not prescribed either because I should not have been taking them. So I'm addicted to Adderall, Xanax, alcohol, and weed at this time. And I have money in my center console that I'm about to use to go buy Adderall and Xanax. And I'm sitting at this stoplight and this woman, this homeless woman is standing there with a sign about how she's a single mom and she needs money to help her kids. And one thing about me is I do and have always tried to embrace like trying to always give to others and trying to always help people. Right. So this single mom standing here, like, Oh, she's tugging at my heartstrings. Right. And so I'm thinking like, Oh, I wish I had something to give this woman. And it's almost like God appeared as I'm like trying to decide if he existed or not and was like, give her the money in your center console. And I was like, no can do God. That's actually drug money. It's spoken for. It's not going to work out. I'm not giving it to this homeless woman. So I have this like argument with God that I'm still trying to figure out if he's real or not, what the heck's going on over this money in my center console that I'm about to use to go buy pills. And finally God wins. I give the homeless woman my money. Very begrudgingly, I might add. And so she's like super like thankful for it. And I'm just like, drive off. And now I'm pissed because now I've given this woman all the cash that I had. I have to go get more cash so I can still go buy these drugs. And what a day, you know, that's, that's the mindset I'm in at this particular point. And I drive angry for about two blocks and I get about two lights up and I realize I don't need to go buy those drugs anymore. And I don't know what happened the only way I can think to explain it is by me listening to God in that moment and giving that homeless woman the money that I was about to use to go buy drugs. It was almost like my addiction to those drugs disappeared just in an instant. And it was really God's way of kind of starting to deal with my journey of addiction because God didn't cure me of all my addictions. He cured me of two out of four of you know the addictions that I was struggling with in that exact moment. And then, you know, I still had my other addictions, but, you know, by getting rid of some of the addictions, it was enough that I could see like, wow, I'm really bad off an addiction. And these drugs that I thought I needed and couldn't live without, literally God showed me that I can live without them and that I am strong enough to not need alcohol and drugs every single day to function. So I start coming to terms with the fact that I need to quit drinking, that I have a problem with alcohol and that I just really need to get sober. And, uh, this is really hard for me because I was afraid to get sober. I think is the best way to describe it. I had been using alcohol and drugs to suppress and to deal with anxiety and depression for so long that I didn't know if I could handle life without it is almost kind of how my mindset was. And so by allowing me to be free from some of this addiction, it was almost like God showed me like, Hey, your life can actually be a lot better outside of addiction. 
So I end up deciding I'm going to quit drinking, but I'm not really all in on my relationship with God. I'm kind of like saying I'm all in, but I don't really mean it. I mean, I'm all in with God if he's going to show up and he's going to do my plan and bring my plan in the life that I think I want to fruition. But if he's not, I'm not really about it, you know? So I'm kind of like, at this point, I've seen God work in my life, but I'm not really ready to fully give him everything because I don't fully trust him. I'm not really sure if his plan's actually going to be better than my plan. You know, all these things that I'm thinking about and just kind of dealing with. So I quit drinking, nothing gets better. And I had quit drinking for about three or four months and I had really, really been struggling. I got really depressed. I got back on antidepressants. I was having really bad withdrawals. I could not figure out why or, you know, really just why this cutting out alcohol was just so detrimental to me. And what I later found out is I was basically using alcohol as a instant dopamine that I was giving myself every day. So I was coming home, drinking alcohol, giving myself this dopamine. And then one day I just took all that away and my body freaked out. So about three, four months into quitting drinking on my own, at this point I had refused to go to AA because I didn't really want to acknowledge that I had a problem. And I certainly didn't want to be one of those AA people, you know, that's kind of the stigma that I had. So, you know, I'd really been praying like, God, I don't think that I actually can make it through without not drinking. Like I, I don't think I can. And about that time I had a work function that I was supposed to go to and I knew there was going to be an open bar. And I decide that I'm not well enough in my sobriety journey to go to an open bar because I'm going to have one drink, which leads to 15 drinks, which leads to me being passed out in the bathroom of the hotel that the company I was working for had rented out for this event. You know, like I can see how this plays out and it doesn't end well if I go. So I tell my boss, I'm like, hey, you know how I told you I quit drinking? I quit drinking because I have a drinking problem and I can't go to this event tonight and not ruin my life. And he was like, yeah, got it. You shouldn't come you know, take care of yourself. So that night I actually end up going to AA and to give you an idea, this is a Wednesday. So I literally on a Wednesday have alcohol cravings so bad that I can't go to a work function. And I'm like, I've tried everything. I'll do this AA thing that, you know, my therapist had been telling me would be great for me. So I begrudgingly go to AA and on the way I'm praying and I'm like, Hey God, if you like, if this AA thing is like, going to help me and like what I'm going to need to be able to do to like stay sober. Like, please show me that tonight. And like, please show me that you're real. And like, you know, all these extravagant prayers I'm praying. So I get there, I go into the AA meeting and I'm still like trying to decide if I'm going to stay or go. Like I'm like sitting in the back, like I could leave before they start. And like, nobody would ever know that I even like had to come to AA. You know, that's what I'm telling myself in my mind. And the meeting starts and every single share was something that I needed to hear. Every single person there I could relate to, like it was so abundantly clear that I was exactly where I needed to be to be able to do this journey, not on my own, but to be able to do this journey with people that are also on the same journey. So one of the big things that I realized as I was sitting in this AA meeting is that the only difference between me and these people that were in there and that were happy is that they had faith and I didn't. And by that, I mean, they had fully surrendered to God's plan for their life. They were fully, you know, into the 12 steps. They were giving God every aspect of their life. They were trying to be better people, all these different things. And so I'm like, okay, well, if all these people in here, they all used to be addicted to alcohol and drugs like me. If all they did was give God a try, I'm going to do it like full send. I'm going all in with God. So I leave and I say, Hey God, I know I have 
come to you and said, like, I give you, you know, my life and you're in charge of it. And like, we both know I never really meant it, but this time I actually mean it like this time. And by this time in life, I'm probably about 30 years old. And so I'm like, I know I can't do life without you. I know I need you. I know if I'm left up to my own devices, I'm going to be drunk and high and, you know, all these things that I shouldn't be doing. So I go all in on God. I go all in on AA And would you believe my life started to miraculously change for the better? And uh, I, at this time, had so much anger, resentment, anxiety, depression, was struggling with so much addiction. And uh, I started to just pray and give all these things over to God. Like, Hey God, I give you my anger. Like I didn't even know how to explain to him what I was angry about. I just knew that I was so angry. And so I just started praying every time it came up. Hey God, I give you this anger. Hey God, I give you this resentment. Hey God, I give you my anxiety. Hey God, I give you my addiction. Hey God, please help me to not pick up a drink today. It just became this habit and this routine of just praying every single time something that was what we call an AA character defects or, you know, things that I was struggling with. Every time something came up, I just gave it to God. And slowly these things started to slip away as I gave these areas to God. And if you would have met me a year and a half ago, I would have told you I'm a very angry person. I would have been like, I'm angry. I'm mean. That's just how I am. Now I can't relate to that version of me anymore because I've done so much work and I've healed so much and I've given so much to God and I've truly been just, you know, released from so many of those things that I used to hold on to before. And so now I finally know that God is good even when life isn't because looking back, I can see that God had his hand in every single thing that happened to me. And a lot of it was, I was just so badly in this victim mentality. I thought life was happening to me, not happening for me. And I just thought anything that didn't go my way is just not how it should be. Anything that wasn't my plan. I thought just like, there's no God, he's not going along with my plan. And like, we all know that God has a much better plan for our lives than we have for ourselves. And so Through this, I really learned that you need to have a higher power to overcome addiction. You need to have a higher power to walk through grief. You need to have a higher power to go through divorce. And most importantly, you need to have a higher power to get sober. And I have been married and divorced. I've lost my father. I've lost a ton of, you know, really important family members. I've lost a ton of friends. I've been through a lot in life and I can tell you none of it was as hard for me as getting sober has been for me. And I can confidently say the only reason that I'm sober today is because of God working through my life and showing me that I can get sober, be happy and have a good and fulfilling life all at the same time. Because for so long, I didn't want to get sober because I thought I would be bored. I was like, I don't know what life is like if you're not drunk or high, but I don't want to try it. It doesn't sound fun. You know, that's the, the lifestyle and the mindset that I was caught up in. And uh, if getting sober is the hardest thing I've done and God got me through that, I'm confident that God is going to continue to get me through anything else that comes up in life. And that is so freeing just to know that I'm hoping that, you know, a lot of, a lot of my hardest days are behind me, but even if they aren't, I know that God's going to be able to get me through those things that are hard that come up and be able to get me through them sober, which is something I never thought I'd be able to say. And, uh, that is really just a roundabout, 
version of my journey with faith, how long it's taken me to, you know, come to faith, even growing up in church, how long it actually took me to give my life over to God and actually mean it for once. And then my life has just gotten so much better, both with just the people that God's put in my life, my mindset, my attitude, you know, everything in my life has changed since I started following God, but for the better. So this is your little inspiration that maybe you can relate to, oh yeah, I've said I'm going to give my life over to God, but like I never really meant it. Like if that's where you are, if you stop right now and give your life over to God and actually mean it and actually surrender to his plan, I guarantee he will show up for you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will be back on Friday for Faith Friday. We will unpack more of the book of Genesis. And as always, happy healing, babes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. I'm your host, Madison. If you want to get tuned into more episodes, you can click the follow button in the top right-hand side of your phone screen. This will actually notify you when new episodes are published. If you love this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps with the show. And last but not least, if you thought of someone during this episode that you were like, hmm, I really need my mom, my bestie, my sister to hear this episode, please share with a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes.